Hello there again. We are back with returning champion uh, Kit Clarenberg, who returns to the show following some rather dramatic incidents in his own life and some ever more dramatic incidents in the external world on which he has reported. Kit, welcome back to the programme. Cheers, Alex. Uh, yeah, great to, great, to, great to be back. Um, you know, glad I'm not in Belmarsh. Uh, yes, well... <laughs> if nothing else. Yeah, well, uh, maybe see you in there in a few weeks' time. Oh, Who knows? God. <laughs> um, the reason why I wanted to get uh, Kit back on the program was, of course, the rather um, disturbing uh, news that we heard about his own problems with regard to Britain's so-called anti-terror police. But first of all, in a rather amusing diversion, I wanted to get your opinion, Kit, on Agent Mason, who has returned to the public eye, um, regardless of uh, any of the reporting that's been done by yourself and others about him. He has returned to loudly uh, proclaim that the film that uh, was banned from being shown at Glastonbury, the film called The Big Lie about the cooked-up um, anti-Semitism scandal regarding Jeremy Corbyn, he was uh, um, loudly pronouncing how this film should be banned, it should be censored. And uh, then, of course, a lot of people jumped on him and said, well, hang on, aren't, aren't you an agent of the state? <laughs> so I wanted to uh, get your response to that because it seems that your reporting has had a much broader impact upon people's opinions of Mason. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that I, I just logged into Twitter one day and I saw Paul Mason trending and I was like, well, I'm not going to stand for this if, if, if uh, he's said something that's gone viral in a positive way. But um, no, I was, I mean, you know, I was uh, relieved to find that, no, um, it, 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 he was just being called out en masse for his um, history of serving as a, as a um, British intelligence asset. Um, and like you know, I, I and yes, that the, the uh, my my mine and Max's report on uh, on some of his leaked emails, which was published over a year ago, um, start you know you know uh, leaked in Grey Zone's most read again. So I mean, mm. it's good that this stuff is getting you know fresh eyes um, you know on it. Um, he can't be allowed to get away with this. Um, although I mean, in saying that, I did see this wonderful meme which was like Scooby Doo of uh, you know, at the end where they kind of pull the mask off, yes. the, 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 the monster that's been bedeviling them, and it's it's Paul Mason says, "I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for the grey zone." So, <laughs> I mean, I do, th I mean, I do think that like that this is, it, yeah, it, he just tried. I mean, you say that yes, he's 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 back on the scene. I mean, he he kind of never left. I mean, yes, there was this really embarrassing repeated attempt to get. Um, uh, nominated as a Labour MP, which failed. Was it like five separate times? Um, yes. And I mean, I <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I think it's quite remarkable the the, the, you know, the, the, the brass neck and lack of self awareness that you need, you need to be possessed of to have failed so miserably, um, and you know, gone to the extent of trying to carpet bag in a Welsh constituency because you own a holiday home there and added incorrect Welsh pronouns to your fucking oh, sorry I, it just he made he makes me so angry but like is that your incorrect welsh pronouns to his profile to be you know kind of down with the welsh kids and then just be like <laughs> flatly rejected not a single nomination um uh it's yeah it, i mean it's quite remarkable but i mean i think that one of the yeah that like the, the thing that really struck me about his his most recent uh you know kind of unwelcome intervention it's kind of similar to Tony Blair's ever so rare yet weekly um, <laughs> interventions into British politics. Um, is that yes? Is that he dismissed as ludicrous the notion 
that there was any establishment plot against um, uh, Jeremy Corbyn, um, what you know, whatsoever. Despite the fact that Mason, um, based on the leaked emails that Greyzone, um, you know, reported on, was engaged in precisely such an effort and boasting about it to his quote-unquote friend in British intelligence, Andy Price, and his <sighs> his personal success in having quote-unquote cauterized Corbyn and stop the war, and that yeah, no Labour MP will go near them now. Um, you know, he, he was he was cheering this, and uh, it, you know, the, 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 I mean, I think another you know, interesting fault line in this is that we know from um, the Integrity Initiative leak that um, uh, the British state. Sorry, I mean, just just as a refresher for your listeners who may not be aware at this at this point, um, despite my best effort, intelligence. Uh, sorry, Integrity Initiative was a foreign office and NATO and oddly Facebook funded. Uh, black propaganda unit run by military and intelligence veterans that sought to spread negative um, uh, fake news about Russia under the under the bogus aegis of uh, countering Russian fake news. Now, it, it very oddly, I mean, or, well, very strikingly, um, it was clear that they they the the, the, the integrity initiative with Andy Price's. Um, uh, uh, you know, direction took the lead on uh, countering any and all perspectives on the on the ever mysterious Salisbury poisoning of, of Sergei and Yulia Skripal in April 2018. Uh, uh, you know, the, it, it was like a crusade for them to um, uh, you know, just, just um, rubbish any and all um, uh, alternative explanations for what might have happened, and indeed identify and marginalize anyone who was asking very obvious questions um you know about which pointed away from um russian involvement in this which included people who knew skripal who um revealed that he remained in constant contact with um russian intelligence officials at the embassy after his arrival in britain um and this individual i think he's called uh, valerie mozarov said um, you know, I know how the Kremlin works. There's no way that they could be behind this, um, it, it, particularly in, when they're in, they're gearing up for the World Cup, which is meant to be this huge, you know, propaganda, um, uh, you, know, bl- you know, blitz for them. Uh, and so, it, yeah. The, the, anyway, but the, you know, one of the obviously, um, Jeremy Corbyn uh, had the temerity to um, question the official narrative. And he was severely criticised by none other than Paul Mason, who um, stated that, uh, well, the, the British public should just accept authorities' version of events, which doesn't make sense and is not based on, you know, evidence on faith. Uh, and and so I, I, would, I would wager that his, and bear in mind that he was still pretending broadly to be a Corbyn supporter at this point, um, I uh, I would wager his relationship with Andy Price goes back a lot further than the start of the uh, the, the war in Ukraine. Um, so yeah, and I, I, I mean, and I also I mean, just more generally, I think <clears throat> it, it, the, 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 Corbyn's failure to go along with the establishment line on on Salisbury 
And despite the fact there was significant public support for not taking action against Russia until it was conclusively proven they were behind this. And, you know, many, many, well, over five years later, um, you know, that that conclusive proof remains unforthcoming. Um, You know, nothing that would would uh, pass muster in court has been publicly presented. The visas, the two alleged assassins um, uh, traveled in on. Um, have not been released to the public very oddly, even though their you know their fake passports have. Um, so yeah, uh, in in this land, which is a a, a, a terrible book by Owen Jones, you know, savaging the Corbyn project, he explicitly cites um, uh, yes uh, you know, Corbyn's questioning of the government narrative on on Skripal to uh, represent a major failure of his leadership, where he should have just shut up and towed the line. Um, you know, if you look at opinion polls uh, of you know, the reasons that people didn't vote Labour in 2019 when they had done so two and a half years later, um, not a single person has ever cited Salisbury as a reason. So yeah. it, it's so I mean I think that that's quite remarkable. But yes, um, it, it, like like you know, Mason has cheered the, um, the cancellation of this film, um, which I would imagine that he's. Not, uh, you know, not seen, or if he has, um, his attacks on it are not good faith. A large number of journalists, including um, uh, James Ball, who is a, a very shady character, who um, and spent after uh, 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 once um, claims to have interned at the Home Office, or was it MI5? And after a brief spell with WikiLeaks, has dedicated his life to throwing Julian Assange and WikiLeaks under a bus and painting them criminals and threats to journalism. And yes, uh, yeah, rather notoriously claimed that the only barrier to Julian Assange leaving the embassy was pride. Um, you know, not the uh, not the uh, uh, the U.S. indictment for which he now faces 175 years in in, in prison. Um, but yes, so I, I, I mean, it, the fact that Mason could have been so eagerly, you know, uh, you know, willfully uh, involved in efforts to undermine Corbyn in order to impress his um, friend in the Foreign Office, and to have done so on the basis of, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, behind the scenes briefings, attending um, peace conferences uh, 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 laid on by Podemos in order to send reports on what people were saying to his Foreign Office friend. Um, it's, it, it is really shocking. And I think what's all, what, what also as well is... I, one aspect of the Mason Gate, um, as some people like to call it, is that uh, what's quite clear is that Mason wanted to go a lot further in targeting his what, what enemies or indeed you know anyone possessed of an anti-war, anti-imperialist position than his than Andy Price seemed uh, uh, keen to. So there is a there is a, um, a a very interesting exchange that we reported on in which uh, uh, my, my my dear friend Alan McLeod wrote an article for Mint Press in which he documented how um, the National Endowment for Democracy, a CIA front, had, had funded uh, a variety of quote unquote independent media in Ukraine, which was uh, you know there were effectively you know propaganda platforms which published reports that were picked up. By the Western media, although I might note that the, the, the Kiev Kiev Independent, again, um, you know, independent in name only, uh, does tend to be far more critical of Ukraine's military performance than the uh, than the Western media. 
um, it, it goes it goes places that that yes the New York Times refuses to, which is you know a shocking, absolutely shocking indictment of America's paper of record. But the point is, is that in that article, Alan Bauer made very clear that he you know, condemned the war and indeed that he felt that the the uh, the, uh, the argued bases for the, you know, Russia's invasion were you know, didn't stand up to any scrutiny. Um, and so, but but Mason apparently didn't actually read that part of the article, and then sent it over, sent the piece over to Andy Price, saying, "Oh, this is an attempt to undermine Kiev independence. How do we fight back?" I mean, quite clearly, he was hoping that, like, you know, Price would say, "Right, we're gonna we're gonna get some intelligence on these people, and we're gonna cripple them financially. We're gonna like, ban them from PayPal, which which happened with Mint Press last year, um, without any explanation or warning." Um, uh, and but then the the response was from Price was well we're just going to ignore it and like and I think that, that it's probably that sense of betrayal um, that you know on Mason's or at least disappointment that leads him to start collaborating with in secret with Amal Khan who is a yes a shady um, individual I've, I've, I've written um, a number of reports on, but he, he under the aegis of countering disinformation, like so many other, um, like so many other, uh, you know, kind of quote unquote former spies, um, he uh, effectively acts as, um, you know, a, a, um, a, a, a his, sorry, his company acts as a censorship mechanism. Um, you know, cancelling out um, you know, uh, critical dissenting voices on major social media platforms um, in return for millions from USAID, the, you know, another US intelligence cutout. And, you know, they were, as a non, a, a theoretically non-government operator, Khan was willing to go a lot further and proposed, you know, a, a, John, a John Stewart style a Daily Show style sting operation to take down Grey Zone and and, and get and, and for us to get uh, um, Russian affiliated media added to our Twitter profiles to annoy us, um, yeah. you know. And I mean, and Mason was like, Mason was 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 desperately hoping that um, that that they that they would one way or another be able to get damaging intelligence on us, um, proving that we take direct orders. From the Chinese and Russian security and intelligence services, and um, yeah, he wanted to find out what our deliverables were to Beijing. <laughs> I I say proudly, um, you know, we have no no deliverables apart from Paul Mason's tears and the laughter of our children. Um, <laughs> I mean, I do. Th- I I just think more generally that the, the, the mere fact that Mason is the uh, well, yes, Mason has dedicated. Long after you know Corbyn left frontline politics, he's and he's now never heard of. Even though yes, his his peace foundation does seem to be um uh, be doing some worthy work. Um, not that anyone ever hears about it. <coughs> Excuse me, but yes, he he's like kind of a non-figure now. And, and I mean, although he remains a highly respected, um, you know, uh, 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 outside the. Uh, and you know is yes invited to routinely invited to international conferences and receives standing ovations. Um, but the fact, yeah, that Paul Mason is just doggedly determined to just keep burying Corbyn and ensuring that he remains persona non grata and um, uh, ostracised from mainstream British politics is really remarkable. And I think that speaks to the fact that yes, that um, it, the, the truth of what happened under. Um, you know Corbyn's leadership of you know the 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 Israel the 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 Israel lobby's concerted efforts to you know weaponize anti-Semitism in order to in order to 
the leadership and, and, and uh, you know, urge the party or of his uh, supporters, like people like Chris Williamson, you know, which my my again another dear friend of mine, Asa Win Stanley of Electronic Intifada, he's recently written a, a book called Weaponizing Antisemitism, which uh, delves into this in you know absolutely forensic detail. Um, that you know that was one component of a much wider effort, and I think that in by token of the fact that so many people, you know, normal, you know, good people were in the process maligned and smeared and libeled as anti-Semites, you know, on you know on the basis of even mild solidarity with the Palestinian people in the face of you know Israel's just ongoing brutal genocide. Of, of, of the lands in, in indigenous inhabitants. It speaks to the fact that this is, it, 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 yeah, the, the, the people, I think it was almost a kind of uh, a red pill moment for, for, a lot of, for a lot of people. You know, I still see a, a large number of, um, of Twitter users who have it was a scam as their um, uh, you know, display pics. Because, yeah, the, yeah the, 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 you know, people, I mean, my experience, I, I actually knew some of, some of the individuals who were, um, you know, advising Corbyn or part of his kind of wider retinue, um, who were really, really naive about uh, the reality of the, um, uh, yeah, the, the the reality of the Labour right and how the Labour right was going to be perfectly willing to destroy the Labour Party and, and, and actively damage its electoral chances in order to destroy the left. And in order, in order to yeah, marginalise and marginalise and, dis, and discredit anyone possessed of vaguely progressive um, and politics, and I think that yeah, it was real through the looking glass moment for people when when you know they actually experienced firsthand um, you know the, the kind of un, you know, underhand so, uh, sorry um, yeah the, the, they experienced firsthand you know, the kind of fairly typical deep state tactics which are used you know against you know any and all. Um, you know, uh, enemies of the established order in, in, in Britain. And so, yeah, in that context, it is, it is vitally important that films like The Big Lie, which, I mean, you know, the, the title has been um, uh, falsely conflated with uh, some you know, dreadful anti-Semitic uh, text, which refers to the Holocaust as, you know, The Big Lie, um, it, it, you know, which is a completely false, a completely false false par parallel being pushed by yes you know utterly disingenuous people it's important that people don't see that that you know that those films i mean we see this with al jazeera al jazeera produced a absolutely incredible series of documentaries on um uh you, 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 the uh, yeah the the uh, the fake anti-semitism crisis within labor and show, you know showed among other things that bbc panorama had produced a consciously dishonest and distorted uh, film misrepresenting um, uh, uh, internal communications and indeed, you know, allowing uh, you know Zionist mem members of the Labour right to tell barefaced lies without challenge, even when you know, you know there were there was primary source evidence such as recordings proving that what they were saying wasn't true, which the program producers possessed. Um, uh, you know, that's what that got an enormous amount of traction amongst average people, but the entire mainstream media ignored it. And, you know, it, it, I mean, I, I mean, I remember so well that, that that panorama, when that panorama documentary went out and like mm. speaking to uh, mainstream journalists, I know, who were utterly convinced as a result of it, that, um, that yeah, the Corbyn was this committed, you, you rabid Jew hater surrounded by, um, you know, just, uh, you know, neo-Nazis and stuff. 
and it's like i mean it, it, yeah the, the, i mean of course they as such would have a vested interest in not admitting that they were wholeheartedly taken in by a fairly obvious fraud but also yeah the the the, the, the public can't be met the extent to which the public was lied to and continues to be lied lied to about so many things, whether it's you know NATO or you know, British foreign policy, Britain's um, relationships with a wide variety of very questionable um, uh, governments, uh, you know, uh, 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 overseas, and yes, the, the hideous treatment of the Palestinians. Um, yeah, like people aren't allowed to know how much they're being lied to. I mean, we see this now with in the war in Ukraine. Uh, SIPA, which is a you know kind of extremely shady um, uh, Western and government and you know, security and intelligence linked um, quote unquote think tank, which back in 2016 published a report saying that people exposed to Russian disinformation need to be subject to the same de-radicalization methods as uh, former ISIS fighters. Um, you know, it, it, it's it, um, horrific. Um, the, the, yeah, the, um, they recently published uh, a lengthy essay, effectively saying that well, you know, Ukraine's counteroffensive is going absolutely catastrophically badly, and you know, the vast amounts of people are being killed, and all of this very expensive Wunderwaffe that we were sent to Ukraine, which we were told relentlessly was going to win it for Kiev, has actually turned out to be a bit of a bust, and a lot of it's been destroyed. But we shouldn't talk about this because it will mean that public support for keeping this going will, will dwindle. And the much of the media has seemingly gone along with this conscious you know, this kind of uh, conscious conspiracy of silence, as has the, uh, you know, the, the the baying cyber brigade of you know, NAFO, which you know, absolutely isn't, you know, connected to CIA or, or British intelligence in any way. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it, 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 I think, if nothing else, Corbyn represented um, a real break in the matrix, breaking the matrix. And um, the, the you know in, in, informs um, how how people are told the world operates. And yes, power cannot the 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 the, the, uh, the British state cannot uh, um, abide this. So it's it's faithful servant Paul Mason will will perhaps until the day Corbyn dies be um, you know whether in direct coordination with with um, shadowy elements or not be be hounding him one way or another as the you know the the, the token leftist who is just is absolutely you know sick of uh, of um, you know anti-war leftists like Corbyn because they're not actually left wing I'm um, in the same way as you know all those um, gay people who wrote articles um, um, condemning gay marriage for the for, for the Daily Mail um, a decade ago um, <laughs> so yes I mean it's it Quite, it's quite clear his, his crusade is, you know, isn't over. And I mean, I, it, I'm, I'm not expecting miracles, let alone actually any action to be taken at all. Because uh, you know, at, at, at this point, but I, 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 it, I have heard muttering that um, uh, Cor, Cor, the Jer, Jeremy Corbyn's wonderful wife is trying to drum up support for running socialist candidates in. Um, you know, uh, uh, in, in constituencies where, you know, due to quite obvious intervention from Starmer's people, they ended up picking um, some out, uh, outsider with 
um, you know, some new Labourite outsider rather than, you know, a popular local socialist candidate. Um, you know, sadly, Paul Mason was not on, you know, not a re recipient of, of, of this, uh, sorry, was not a beneficiary of this manoeuvring. But, um, you know, I mean, he, he, he doesn't seem to be deterred at all, does he? Well, I think Paul Mason might actually be too unstable even for Keir Starmer to use. So uh, I'm not surprised that he's not been successful. He's more useful to them running around outside, creating division and confusion on the wider left, which is what his job is. And it's the more broad job of the political tradition he comes from, which is the uh, Foreign Office Trotskyism, basically. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Well, I mean, the... the, the um uh, so he's, Stalin. It was not for nothing that Stalin slammed um, uh, Trotsky as a British agent. I think. Well, uh, his, his, Paul Mason is keeping up the tradition. Indeed, indeed, and, and I mean, and I, th I think as, as a, an, another thing that just that, that it, it just leaps out to me about this is that one of the one of our one of our latter reports about the um, uh, 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 based on Paul Mason's um, uh, leaked emails, which uh, at the time didn't get quite the same level of pickup as as our initial ones did, you know, which were you know basically about his attempts to destroy the grey zone and target the left more generally, and then also him him discussing setting up an integrity initiative clone with uh, with with Andy Price. It was on how the. Um, uh, the, the, effectively, it seemed that very much so that his, the Mason's parliamentary ambitions were being coordinated with his foreign office friend. Uh, that he was getting advice on messaging, and it's quite clear that the, the um, uh, it's quite it's quite clear that the powers that be do you know really do not like the Tories, and so there was all sorts of stuff about how you should. Um, uh, Mason should focus on the cost of living and and um, you know improving people's um, economic you know, economic situation. Uh, you know, you know, with you know, price laying this out at some length, um, mm. and you know, at, you know, at one stage saying, um, "Well, you know, I I probably don't need to tell you this, but suggesting that Mason is a a." Um, uh, regular student of his, um, uh, you know, again, you know, perhaps going back years. But yes, it's, it's just it's really interesting that the, the 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 British state did as much as it possibly could to prevent Corbyn from um, getting anywhere near office. But even they, apparently, or at least elements thereof within the within you know Britain's service uh, and in you know, intelligence and security apparatus hate the conservatives it's like you know it just it it it's it, 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 it's such a it's such a bizarre it's such a bizarre thing and i, and I think that really, it does really drive home the fact that yes that that keir starmer is their guy and the anointed one and they are going to even if it means you know breaking the law because it's illegal for um uh, you know the government employees to engage in party political activity um, it, 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 you know, like, like, you know, those those are the lengths that they they, that they will go to. And markedly, after we revealed this, um, you know, Andy Price appeared at a um, foreign office sponsored event um, alongside the rather um, rather dubious uh, intelligence historian Rory Cormack, who's you know constantly criticising my work and the work of the Classified UK as being too conspiratorial. 
um, you know, for you know reasons we are, that are left to the imagination. He seems you know, particularly um, particularly hate Matt Kennard and is always going after him for um, you know just in an extremely smug, condescending way. But, but yes, so it's very clear that that Price was not in any trouble whatsoever. Um, mm. um, having been exposed as you know, a to this, which suggests that yes, that you know elements of um, British the, 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 the British establishment are, are actually very happy about what he's doing um, in order to get starting you know, Starmer and you know, other kind of identikit neoliberals into office. Well, they there has been clearly a decision made that the Tories are no longer good for business. Mm. that they need to be uh, swapped out. And the traditional role of the Labour Party, now it is firmly under the control of an establishment insider like Keir Starmer, is to come in and run things whilst the traditional party, the ruling class, gets itself sorted out again. Yes. And from what I've been reading from various different sources, the the ruling class, or at least the the dominant faction within them, have decided that due to uh, the Tories' flirtations with populism via Brexit and various other things, they've decided that the Tories need a period outside of office and also because they will require a new government, a new face to come in to really uh, sell the idea of sticking the boot in on the British working class and, of course, extending the various different foreign entanglements Britain is engaged in, and that the Tories can't really sell this anymore. They've been around too long. They're too exhausted and distrusted. And so Keir Starmer, as a new face, will be able to sell all of this, both class war and imperial wars, a lot easier to the population than Rishi Sunak or whoever else, or never mind Boris Johnson. Now he's been disposed of, can. So that seems to be the play they're making. They need a new front man for this next phase that they're engaged in. Oh yeah, and I, th- I mean, and, and and such as you know has happened has happened throughout history. Um, Labour can get away with being considerably more authoritarian and passing all sorts of you know absolutely horrific um, um, civil liberties busting legislation. I mean, well, this is a point. I mean, this, the, 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 I don't want to make this all about me, but I mean, um, or do I? But the but the uh, the, 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 the one of the things. The things that's really stuck out in my mind um, since my um, detention um, at Luton has um, uh, is, is the fact that they the, the wording of so I was stopped under Schedule Three of the 2019 um, Prevention of Terrorism Act, and it is uh, it, it, it has rarely been used on on journalists, it's, you know, frequently, and, and I think that it's extremely it might be, I don't think it's the, the, the very first time, but it's one of the only times they've ever used it against a British, uh, so, you know, a British passport holder re, you know, re-entering, the, re-entering the country. Um, and, and, uh, but then, the, so in effect, the, uh, the, um, the, this legislation, the wording of it states that, you, you know, this, that you can, you, an individual can pose a state threat without wanting to intending to or knowing they are and a state threat is you know defined as someone who threatens britain's national security um which is in itself a very broad nebulous term um on behalf of a hostile foreign power now it it, 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 again herein lies the rub 
it also states that someone can be a state threat without the state upon whose behalf they're acting knowing. <laughs> so, it, I mean, it's quite some conspiracy, isn't it, when the conspirators don't know they're conspiring with one another <laughs> um, and aren't doing so intentionally. But the, 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 what, what I see, um, but, you know, def- I mean, absolutely certainly happening, particularly in light of uh, the new national security bill, which is, you know, which is scheduled to come at um, to come into force at an indeterminate point later this year, um, has all sorts of horrific um, uh, provisions such as, you know, potential life imprisonment for um, people who possess, let alone report on classified information. Um, you know, with, at the Grey Zone, we are in in constant contact with lawyers about this, um, mm. to say the, to say the least. Um, it has gotten zero critical coverage. In in the media whatsoever, because of course mainstream journalists are not affected by this. Um, but yeah, uh, it, 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 anyway, the point the, the point is is I, I already Britain has taken the lead role on policing what people know about the war in Ukraine, and it's mm-hmm. very it's very interesting that recently there have been a, a, a flurry of reports in the Telegraph about how. What's known, what was known as the Rapid Response Unit, which was a cabinet office um, uh, uh, division that um, effectively monitored um, uh, mo- um, monitored media coverage and what people and conversations people were having online about events and other th- you know, other sort of you know, matters of interest to the British state, and then would forward them to other government departments if it, you know so they could take relevant action quote unquote which is you know, quite sinister and um, you know that was closed that was closed in um, in summer last year but one of the interesting things is that in attempt they, 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 they in attempting to whitewash um the existence of the, of of this uh, unit the the uh, the british government issued a, yes an official official fact sheet on what it did and they they explicitly say, oh, this was never secret, even though it was never ever mentioned in the its existence and, and functions were never was never mentioned in the mainstream media. And um, it, as proof of this, they cited an article that was that was published upon its launch by this individual called Alexander Aiken, who is the most senior kind of spin doctor in Whitehall, and also I'm not sure if he still is, but was for, for several years head of 77th Brigade, which is the British Army's Psychological Warfare Division. Um, this article was actually deleted not long after publication from the um, British government's website, and I know because I kept an eye on this. Because what that that the, 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 the detail of, of the piece effectively referred to how, well, we, in the wake of, the, of um, Britain carrying out airstrikes on, on Syria following the the, uh, the the Duma alleged chemical um, attack in um, April 2018, uh, the, the, the British government was mortified to find that, quote unquote, alternative news sources were um, featuring more prominently in, ser- in Google search results than... Uh, the British government's own content. So they thought that this this cannot stand. So they then um, engaged in, in, in a variety of, of jiggery pokery in order to ensure that um, any uh, individual or outlet or um, you know um, article su- suggesting that Duma could could have been a false flag incident was penalised in search rankings and you know not seen by anyone. And it talks about how it, it, the, the, thereafter the British government applied the same techniques to 
both national and international reporting on issues related to the UK. Now, that's a global censorship mechanism, um, which nobody know, which you know, nobody had any idea existed, and is quite remarkable. Now, it, 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 even though it's now shut, apparently, the uh, the the counter disinformation unit, which is a wholly opaque um, and seemingly um, spook comprised uh, uh, British British government department now, um, and you know, even Politico has published reports you know, questioning. Well, I mean, this is all allegedly about backing disinformation, and yet it's completely opaque, and we don't know who's doing, you know, precisely what it's doing and who's doing it. Um, in that same fact sheet on the Rapid Response Unit, it notes that the CDU has been, yes, very active since the start of the um, the war in Ukraine, getting content removed from YouTube, and ha- and it's taken a particular interest in I- events like the the alleged Bucha massacre, um, and uh, the um, and uh, your know, claims of you know, false flag attacks, um, like Maria 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 Paul Hospital or the you know the the, the theatre. Um, you know, bombing, um, and and it, it states that yes, that ninety five percent of its uh, contact has been about quote unquote Russian disinformation. Now, again, Britain is policing globally because it gets it can get content and content providers banned from YouTube. What people the world over can see and not see and know and not know about the war in Ukraine, which is you know, a really, really staggering um, disclosure, because if you bear in mind that we know that um, both based on mainstream media reporting, but also some of the work that, that, that we've done at the Grey Zone on, on you know, leaks related to um, uh, Britain's role in the proxy war, that London is heavily pressuring the US to, to endlessly escalate and, and, and attempting to, to keep them heavily invested in the conflict. And we know that in last April, uh, at a time when Ukraine and Russia were on the verge of signing a peace agreement, whereby Kiev um, uh, uh, had offered to uh, adopt a position of permanent neutrality and um, cede uh, the the Donbass and give up all claims on Crimea to to, to Russia, that uh, Boris Johnson flew in. Uh, to Kiev and torpedoed that and encouraged mm. them to keep, go- to keep going and said, we will, you know, you have our, our uh, 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 unconditional, unending support. And it, it was also, you know, around this time that the Bucha massacre is allegedly discovered. And, you know, Boris Johnson, again, led the charge on claiming that this was you know, indicative of genocide at a time when the London, sorry, the US Defence Intelligence Agency was saying, well, no, it isn't. I well, mean, even let's, if we let's just the- jump, in, jump in there for a second, Kit, which is that we recently got from uh, President Putin a revelation to a, yes. a selection of African leaders that the documents were signed and ready to be well, signed, sealed and delivered, to quote yes. a song. And it is at that point that Johnson, presumably acting on behalf of Biden, uh, flies in and says, we're going to give you, as you said, a blank check. We'll give you everything you need to fight the Russians. And as Putin said, 
they withdrew the 40,000 men they had around Kiev, which, as many have observed, was in no way a, sub- uh, a substantial enough force to be able to take a city of over 2 million people. Yes. But they withdrew those troops, and then the you get the um, the leaked recordings of that Ukrainian auxiliary police unit going in and saying, cleanse the collaborators. Yes. Then you get the discovery of the massacre, and then that's all over the news. Putin, the animal, just wants to kill people. Ukraine yes. must fight to the last man. And all of this now looks like a well, information warfare operation with the yes. aim to keep Ukraine in the fight no matter what. Precisely, exactly. And, it's like, and I actually... We can get we'll get into this in more detail, but the yeah, the, I actually question whether it was on behalf of Biden. I I strongly suspect that the Brits went went into this you know for, the, for themselves as a means of keeping keeping the 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 the, uh, the the U.S. involved because it has been it has been noted that the Biden administration is is cautious quote unquote. I mean, sending endless billions of. Of our, you know, of, of arms shipments to, to Kiev, you know, unaccountably vast, uh, with you know, no control over where they end up, um, and you know, or, or whether they're you know sold on the black market immediately upon arrival, which seems very likely in most cases. Um, it, 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 you know, the, 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 that's not sufficient for the Brits, and like you know, and yeah, some of the reports that we've done at the Grey Zone, um, and some of the you know the leaks, the, the leaks we've investigated. They show that it's very clear that the, you know the people who are you know the, the people who were behind the Kerch bridge blocking plot and the, um, the the construction of a, a partisan terror army in um, uh, on behalf of the Odessa SBU to carry out um, uh, you know sabotage attacks in and around uh, Crimea um, and other you know Russian or you know Russian occupied depending on your perspective territory um, they. Felt that the that, that you know that Biden's again yes quote unquote caution was absolutely despicable and needed to be challenged at all costs. Now, what's interesting is that um, according to the records of the most recent meeting of the Defense and Security Media Advisory Committee, which is a shadowy and little known um, Ministry of Defense slash MI5 MI6 um, uh, 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 entity which meets with the heads of major media outlets and tells them what issues related to national security they can and can't report on and how. Um, it, you know, I have something on my, my Substack I recently um, uploaded on this uh, a, uh, and how it operates. In the, most, the minutes of their most recent meeting, which, uh, and th- which covers the months from, uh, I think it's like October last year to, to, to April this year, there is a remark from one of the military officials who heads, who sits on the, the board, the permanent board of this, um, of the of the committee, stating that you know reporting around um, yes October, <coughs> November, and December is you know and and, um, and uh, on British foreign policy and indeed some of the the requests that we received from journalists on how they should approach matters, it related to some of the most sensitive, you know, the most sensitive issues. That we've that, that I've ever seen in, in you know, what since I've been um, you know sat on the committee. Now this was the precise period that the Grey Zone was publishing regular reports on um, yes, like um, um, Britain's involvement in the proxy war. Were they referring to our work? Quite possibly. Mm-hmm. Yes, this showed, this showed and probably much of the chagrin of um, you know, people like you know, Chris Donnelly, who's you know, kind of mastermind quite a lot of this stuff. 
Um, it's very, it, it was probably deeply embarrassing for them because right there in black and white, they were saying, well, we need to you, we need to one way or another pressure the, 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 the US and challenge their, their caution at all costs. And it's absolutely shocking that Biden has expressed a, a public fear of this escalating into nuclear war. No, he just needs to keep escalating and keep pushing. That probably led to um, you know, people like Donnelly becoming the persona non grata. Because, you know, as much as Britain engages in connivances and machinations, you know, to try and manipulate the Americans and, and uh, you know, start fires um, overseas that they, in the hope that Uncle Sam uh, will put them out, you know, riding on the empire's coattails to remain relevant. Um, you can't admit that. You need to be obsequious to their faces. Hmm. And so it's like, but anyway, I think that, that, that yeah, the, the, the timing is really interesting. As you say, that period, that flurry where... You know, the, the, it, 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 it was, it does give every, even if we take, take, you know, take it, even if we accept that these people were killed by Russia um, for no other reason than they were defenseless uh, civilians and, you know, Russia likes killing defenseless civilians for no reason because they're just evil rampaging Mongol or, um, hordes. Um, yeah, like, it, 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 even if we accept that narrative, um, there were, yes, a, there was a U.S. The Newsweek quoted a U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency official who was saying, like, you know, we shouldn't be calling this genocide. That's an exaggeration. It has created a Bucha effect, which is going to destroy hopes of negotiation. And, you know, like this was a, a town that was or a city that was fought over quite bitterly by the Ukrainians and the Russians. So, I mean, there, there might be other explanations for why they were killed, um, you know, other than, you know, deli you know, deliberate war crimes. And yes, like, it, and, you know, for it was written, you know, th th this got drowned out by the Bucha effect itself. And it led to all of these, you know, Western-backed rights organizations saying, that, uh, and indeed Western government officials saying, well, this is quite clearly a genocide that, that Russia is carrying out. I mean, you know, why you would deliberately do that, um, you know, deliberately carry out a wave of targeted, uh, deliberate you know, uh, killings of civilians when you are voluntarily retreating, mm. uh, according to the basis of a, you know, recently signed tentative peace agreement. It doesn't really make much sense. Um, of course, this would be, you know, you know weaponized one way or another or, or would, you know, potentially put the brakes on the peace deal that you've just signed. Um, yeah, but like it, it, that gives, yes, as you say, every appearance of an information operation. And then, you know, what the, Russia calls for an, a special emergency meeting at the UN uh, to um, discuss what happened in Bucha. And, ooh, which country nixes that? It's Britain. <laughs> and so again, it's like you know, much like with the uh, the rapid response unit being you know policing what people saw about Duma. I mean, bearing in mind that the, you know there's the leaked uh, uh, organization for the prevention of chemical weapons documents. You know, indicate that yes, that like the the or the balance of probabilities, uh, Duma absolutely was a false flag, and there were subsequent investigations by the the, uh, the working group on Syria propaganda and media of. Um, you know, strongly suggest that uh, you know that British assets like James Lemessurier, uh, the head of the, the kind of White Helmets chief, former military intelligence official, and uh, MI6 agent um, Hamish uh, de Breton Gordon, were heavily involved in sabotaging the uh, the OPCW investigation. So it would 
come up with a finding that that would uh, uh, retroactively justify British and American and French airstrikes on Damascus. And it's like, you know, again, like a prime suspect in this is in charge of the the you know of managing public uh, perceptions thereafter it's really remarkable and i think that, that, that there is um i actually have something um coming on this hopefully soon but the 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 british ministry of defense routinely publishes projections of, of what they think the world will look like in 10 to 20 years time and how british defense uh, or and foreign policy needs to you know re reflect that um, uh, in advance, and they it, it, going back as far as two thousand and seven. There is a there is one of these forecasts states that well yes, like Britain's power and influence is rapidly declining, um, and uh, yes, its you know, its economic and military um, clout is you know actually it, it, compared to, to um, the US effectively zero, um, but Britain can still maintain the perception that it is a major world power and influence event overseas and perceptions by uh, engaging in wide ranging information warfare operations. And you know, like you know, in 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 the uh, it, pretty much the second that Twitter was launched, they were they were seeing that as a key means of of influencing um, perceptions, and they wanted to get in on the act. And you, know, you have the launch of seventy seventh brigade in in you know, in, in 20, 2015. Um, I, I, you know, the, 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 all all of these uh, uh, well, you know, manipulation um, apparatuses. Uh, yes, they are heavily involved in um, propagandizing, you know, the public the world over in order to convince. I mean, I think there's a there's a the, the exact wording might escape me, but there is a great line which is, um, you know, in lieu of physical victory, you know, we can achieve um, a, a triumph of narrative. Hmm. And, you know, and I think that yes, that the, the 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 British know very well that you know if. Russia prevailed in it was going to be a major loss for the US empire and a major loss for NATO, which are, as I say, the key, the existence of which is absolutely fundamental to Britain maintaining its delusions of, of you know, imperial power, not only, you know, within the, the, uh, the minds of um, the British establishment, but also, you know, people, like people um, you know, all, all over the world. I mean, it's a similar... You know, as, as a, a similar uh, um, you know, episode was, you know, the fall of Singapore, because it, you know this is rather forgotten, but Britain used to, you know, boast openly of its military invincibility, because of of course they would attack completely defenseless um, indigenous people who were unarmed uh, with, you know, um, uh, with guns, and mm. you know, therefore they. Um, and they created this this myth that they were, you know, kind of impervious to defeat. The the fall of Singapore was a huge wake up call to people throughout the British, you know, the kind of subjects of the British Empire that hey, well, actually, there is a chance that we could rebel and be successful. And you know, then I mean, you know, Britain would spend the next you know twenty plus years fighting wars against people who were inspired by that embarrassment. 
and you know and trying you know desperately trying to destroy nationalist and you know independence movements about the empire before just basically just giving up um and you know dividing and quitting so yeah that i think that they are absolutely terrified of a um uh, of of a looming defeat in um, in, in Ukraine, and uh, but they are also absolutely terrified of people exposing the the extent of their involvement, because they have successfully managed to maintain this narrative that well, that Ukraine is this completely um, vir- was this completely virtuous, innocent liberal democracy that was invaded by you know the evil marauding Russians because they're, because they're evil and marauding and they like murdering people for no reason. And you know, Britain as this uh, this beacon of uh, <laughs> or, or, you know, of freedom and decency has has effectively come to the rescue. And actually, the reality, which again, I've hopefully got something forthcoming on this, is they were elements within the, within the British deep state were pushing for war with Russia since before Maidan, like uh, and, yeah. and, you know, quite aggressively, and were in in you know the the, the, the Maidan coup. Actually, came at quite a bad time, for, you know, from for, you know, for, for from the perspective of Hawks within within uh, the U.S. foreign policy establishment, because you know, the, you know, Ab- uh, um, uh, Obama was you know was in office, and indeed, yes, was sticking to the Obama doctrine and 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 doing his best to um, uh, distance himself from you know people like John McCain, who were basically calling for all-out war with Russia and. You know, that was effective and was you know a pivotal figure within Maidan, and it effectively after Maidan happens, while the what you know the the, the U.S. effectively handpicked the new government and indeed was, you know, became embedded at you know every level of the state, telling them you know how you know how to how to govern, i.e. in the interests of privatization and third worldization. Um, it, 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 their, their their support was tepid, um, and this is why you know Russiagate happened. It's necessary to bounce Trump into taking far more hostile, belligerent actions you know, towards Moscow than his, pre- than his predecessor. But yeah, the, 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 they have been pushing. It was the British really, really pushing this, and they, you know they were trying to get the narrative that the you know the civil war in Donbass, which was you know extremely limited, was kind of a kind of guerrilla insurgency slash counterinsurgency battle between you know breakaway elements and and the uh, and and the, the Azov battalion. Uh, they were trying to frame this as a new World War Three, and you know and yes, uh, um, you know desperately wanting to, to you know provoke Russia and 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 also yes, there were um, you know, British propagandists and, and, and spooks who were really pushing this narrative that oh you know we're already at war with russia and we need to act like it we're not in peacetime um and it in yes engage i mean integrity this is what integrity initiative was all about engaging in in far far reaching propaganda campaigns to damage russia's relations with other countries uh and and so yeah it's it, you know it, 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 we live with the legacy of that today and i think that you know in, in all of their in, in, post-imperial hubris and delusion the british haven't quite realized what they've gotten themselves into and you know i saw a, a sky news uh, uh defense analyst um i.e ministry of defense spokesperson um say uh, st- say that the only way that, that ukraine's going to win this counter-offensive if is if there is direct western intervention now you know, from from who? Because, yes. yeah, because uh, I mean, uh, you look at the state of the British military and they w- couldn't summon up 30,000 men 
in reality, right. the British Army is what eighty thousand strong, but in terms of actual fighting units, there's less available to the British Army ground forces now than the Ukrainians lost in Bakhmut. So how how on earth are they going to fight a Russian army which is growing all the time and could be as much as seven hundred and fifty thousand and it just deployed around Ukraine and in Belarus and then plus hundreds of thousands more taking it over to a million strong. So what they're going to do? Do they think they're going to fight Crimean War Part Two, which didn't go very well the first time round? By the way. Um, it was an appalling disaster that was only saved for the fact that the Russian military command in the 19th century were even worse. So <laughs> what do these guys think that, that is going to happen? I mean, my only, my guess would be that they hope that just by spinning the war out and getting as many Ukrainians killed as possible, that somehow the sanctions will kick in. Somehow there'll be destabilization inside the Russian government and somehow their plan will come off. Because they, they, neither they, nor the Poles, nor the Romanians, nor even the French or the Germans can actually fight the Russians. The only ones with the capability of doing it are the Americans, and that's questionable. So what's, what's their idea here? The only one that I can perceive, Kit, is that they just want to keep this thing rolling with, uh, with any troops being deployed other than their own. Oh yeah, absolutely, and it's just—I mean, again—the the, 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 the delusion runs very, very deep, and like the, the there is a there was a, 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 a paper that was um, published by the Institute of Statecraft um, many uh, many years ago, which effectively used the um, yes the example of Britain, um, the way that Britain sought to contain the Soviet Union upon its um, creation in, in uh, uh, following the Russian the Russian Revolution. And it it, it it states it states axiomatically that this is a battle the West will win because it's just they will because it's just you know the West and of course um, we're just better than them because reasons um, mm. and like and yeah like you know actually the, again as you say the 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 um, it, it, the reality was that um, yes following World War World War One. Um, the Soviet Union, which at that time did not have a formal army, was invaded by um, countless militaries, and um, indeed it lost vast amounts of of territory. Um, the British, this is what um, Churchill referred to as strangling Bolshevism in the cradle. It didn't actually work out very well for anyone involved, um, you know, you know, a- apart from the Soviet Union, um, which you know then. Uh, then grew in grew in power and size and influence, and then yes, um, in in, in you know, after World War Two became you know, a major global superpower, much to um, Britain's chagrin. And you know, key to um, uh, Soviet containment was turning the Americans against them, which is you know, like you get Churchill's um, iron, famous or you know, infamous Iron Curtain speech, where he, which you know at the time was not received well. So yes, I mean, the, I think that the, in terms of in, in in terms of thinking, it's just pure delusion based on nothing apart from misplaced self belief. And we're seeing this in we see this with uh, you know recently with with China uh, and, and the US, where after months of talking about the need to decouple. Um, uh, the the major you know, U.S. government officials and the, the heads of major businesses are saying, "Well, actually, this is impossible. We can't do it." And it's like, well, I mean, did you not think that having spent you know twenty years um, outsourcing all of your industry and like becoming you know completely economically dependent on China, um, 
that that this might be a possibility that you wouldn't be able to do this. And like you know, I mean, it's just mm. it's just it's just, it's just remarkable. Um, and um, yeah, it, 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 I, I think that. Uh, fantasy is shattering upon contact with reality, but then when your only when your only answer is just to do more of the same, which in Britain's case is increasingly just well, just just propagandize people more. I mean, that's your you know that's your only answer. We see this with you know Oryx, this rather uh, dubious um, open source intelligence um, uh, tw- you know, Twitter account come blog, which has been uh, you know, cited repeatedly by the British. Um, Defence Intelligence a- Agency and, and, and Defence in their regular Twitter updates on you know the scale of, yeah. of Russian defeat has um, uh, closed you know just summarily closed its doors um, for no apparent reason. Although a cynic might suggest it's because it, it, the, the, this this platform had a habit of um, claiming that that Ukraine destroyed Ukrainian equipment was actually Russian because for a while they, they used some of the same equipment. <laughs> Um, and now that they're, the Ukrainians are overwhelmingly using American um, and Western equipment, and you, know, you can't claim that a leopard is a is a Russian tank, um, they've they've run out of tightrope to lie. Uh, <laughs> you know, mm. it's, it's like yeah. So I mean, it's certainly going to be interesting. Um, I think you know the, the, the next few months where this is all leading. But again, I think yeah that there is a there is a line in one of those. Um, uh, one, one of those future projections which says that, you know, victory or defeat doesn't matter as long as you can take control of the narrative. So I think Britain will continue to keep telling itself that it's number one and winning um, while it uh, <laughs> sl- slowly declines into, in, into total irrelevance. And yes, there will very likely be um, legislation to prevent people um, from challenging uh, 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 main, mainstream narratives. I mean, you know, just to take, bring things full circle. Uh, yeah, it, it, if if you can be, you know, a um, op, um, uh, operating on, on behalf of a foreign power without knowing, and a big part of that is, you know, we'll be perpetuating, quote unquote, disinformation. Well, um, uh, you know, like Russian or, or even Chinese disinformation, of course, um, anyone d- expressing a dissenting viewpoint, or indeed um, uh, uh, amplifying or exposing inconvenient truths, could be legitimately claimed to be operating without knowing it as uh, you know the agent of a of a of of a foreign power, and therefore you know subject to um, uh, you know prosecution or and 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 jailing or some you know kind of visit to a re- education camp so they can get a brain realignment and be rid of their. Um, uh, you know, anarchic autonomy of thought. So yeah, I mean, I do the, the, the ultimate the ultimate victims of Britain's you know harebrained pub thumping um, and involvement in the in the proxy war are going to be British people themselves. Um, you know, it's not it's not not something nice to think about, but I do feel ever so slightly safer where I am now um, in London. Well, <laughs> this, this is the thing when. When the lies run out, which they will in the end, material reality has to catch up because the the British economy is essentially running on residual fumes yes. from the previous 200 years of uh, British capitalism and British imperialism's success at, first of all, hyper-exploiting its own population and hyper-exploiting the rest of the world. 
if we reach the point where the Ukraine war is lost, which it will be, uh, the Russians will prevail there. And of course, the Chinese managed to get out of the trap the Americans are laying, trying to lay for them in Taiwan. Yes. And suddenly, Britain can no longer have unfettered access to the African, Southeast Asian, and South American marketplaces. And suddenly, the capital stops flowing to the city of London, which could all happen in a quite a short period of time. Then, no amount of these manipulations are going to help. Because when you look at it, the actual level of trust in British institutions outside of the elite is at record lows. The amount of faith that the British population, even quite middle class people have in parliament, in the media, in the state, is again at very, very low levels, which is, I think, part of the reason why these people you've just been chronicling, that you write about a lot, are so desperate and are so paranoid, it's because there is a real brittle, fragile nature of the British state that is becoming increasingly obvious these days. And rather than tackle any of that, their solution is to create fantasies and lie about it and kick the can down the road as long as they can. But when the rope runs out, we're in for a very ugly experience in this country, I think. Oh yeah, and it's like I mean, I, I I strongly, I very, very, very strongly suspect that um, it, 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 the the you know turnout for the next election in the UK will be non-existent. Right? I mean, mm. it will be potentially record low because the lit. I mean, it, you know, quite 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 literally, there is nothing on offer. Um, and like, I mean, the British state, and this, I think, this was a deliberate policy of New Labour is happy when people don't vote because you know this the the the, the government wins either way and you know well, no I had way. a I had a trainee special advisor for new labor specifically argue that point to me at a very terrible party I was at 20 really? years ago yeah he wow. was a trainee I uh, for for he was interning in the labor party at the time we were political science students this is 20 years ago now and he was saying well we don't we don't want a high turnout because a high turnout means extremism Low turnout means people are satisfied. Oh, a culture of contentment. Yes, um, yes, yes. I, I mean, th- th- this is the thing. Yeah, is that like that? The, I'm the British state is obviously very happy, and it's like uh, with you know dis- with popular disengagement from uh, f- f- from from politics, and you know, I mean, or it's something that you know inten- intensely relaxed about. Um, but at the same time, like. You know when that that runs that runs the risk of people creating alternative structures, um, or engaging on you know in politi- in kind of political activism or, or just basic action on a very local level, and then you know, you get stuff like you get you get um, anomalies like Lut for Rahman becoming you know <laughs> despite mm. you know re- um, relentless establishment attempts to you know. Um, uh, to discredit him, if not like outright you know, jail him and prevent him from from from, from standing for office, and I think that, yeah, that this is one of the key dangers. Is yeah, when you when you turn people off um, established politics and effectively try and create a you know an almost yeah, colonial type situa- situation domestically, which is you know only elections, no politics, where there is where you know the, the issues under under discussion, if, if you can even call them that, actually. 
at most boil down to you know a few hundred thousand or a couple of million in tax receipts. Mm. Um, it, 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 yeah, um, you can get away with it for a while, but it does mean it does mean that people will start looking for alter- looking for alternatives. And it's like you know, it's one of the one of the blind spots in Keynes um, it, it, of of Keynes was he didn't foresee how um, there being you know pe- with, with full employment where people are. Um, you know, unafraid to lose their jobs, um, uh, and you know, don't and then they think they could easily get a um, get get a new one. They start causing trouble, and capitalism can't abide that. But then, if you create a you know large amount of unemployed people, you have a large number of people outside the system who are still in a position to question it. I mean, this is where you know austerity comes in in order to um, keep people miserable and. And uh, bogged down in this um, horrific, horrific maze, a kind of lab- labyrinth of, of dehumanising bureaucracy, um, uh, and, you know, and you know, getting people who are lit quite literally hours from death to um, you, you know, start signing them as, as as fit to work. Yeah, I mean that is in itself, you know, un- un- unsustainable. And I think this is, you know, as as, as Mark said. Um, you know, capitalism contains you know the, the seeds of its own destruction within its very foundations. You know, it, it's it's. We, I think the, the the British state could well well collapse under the weight of its own hypocrisies and, and contradictions in due course. I think that people, if they're not you know um, working towards that end, they need to be preparing for it because um, you know, as I you know, I, 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 I say I, I say this from Belgrade, where you know the issues that arose from the end of the breakup of Yugoslavia are on display, you know, permanently and and in perpetuity, in you know, where, where, almost wherever you go and in every headline you read. Um, it, 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 there is the obvious chance that a a a revolution or collapse would be hijacked or exploited by the most dang, the most dangerous um, <laughs> spectral elements imaginable. So be on guard. Yes, yeah, certainly they are. They are out there and they are plotting. As uh, was I, I recently spoke to, uh, believe a mutual acquaintance of ours, James at the Popular Show, and yes. um, uh, he uh, he and I were discussing the National Conservatism Conference, which actually contained one of your old uh, friends, Mr. Gwivane Prince. Uh, oh was, God! He was there along with Richard Dearlove, and. What this was supposed to be was like the um, the conservative um, intellectual sphere to embracing a certain amount of populism and trying to regenerate a new conservative project. But you had people like Prince there, Dear Love. In fact, a lot of the people who were in your previous stories were there. Mm-hmm. And along with people like David fucking Starkey wow. and these various other like heinous reptiles from the British establishment, all claiming now that they had been subject to quote-unquote deep state conspiracies and had been forced out of power. And this, to me, was a, a pretty much a starting pistol for the ultra-reactionary forces in Britain reorganizing themselves because they've realized that the sort of David Cameron era and indeed the Rishi Sunak era Conservative Party ain't cutting it anymore they have accepted that they're going to have to go into opposition whilst Keir Starmer comes in and prepares the ground for more reactionary assaults later. But the real danger is that in however many years, be it five years or two years or however long it takes the Labour Party under Starmer to implode, these characters are going to try and regenerate some form of ultra-reactionary 
British bourgeois politics that they hope they can recapture power with in maybe five years' time. So that's clearly on the horizon uh, with regard to what you've just been talking about. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I think that it's yeah, it, it 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 would be it would be remarkable if we do finally get you know all of those uh, those those coup plots from the seventies where you know like you know spooks and industrialists were planning to overthrow the government uh, of, of Howard Wilson and indeed James Callaghan and replace them with um, uh, Mount Batten. with Mountbatten. Um, you know, just it's just incredible. But like, yeah, I mean, it would it would, it would be hilarious if um, if Starmer, Mister Deep State himself, who you know never met a spy or a or, or, or a um, um, war criminal he didn't he didn't um, greatly enjoy the company of, um, is taken down that way. But that was brilliant. Like that would be <laughs> that would be like House of Cards meets a very British coup. Meet, I, mean, I don't even know. It would just be hilarious. And just like this, <laughs> the most boring. Most boring um, and indeed, you know, un, 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 unpleasantly ill-defined person to ever enter British politics. And you thought Blair was bad, um, you know, it, 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 it is taken down, um, uh, you know, in, in a coup due to his um, radicalism. Um, I mean, yeah. I, it, it, if nothing else, it'll be interesting to see the fireworks. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think he'd get many people out in the street demonstrating for him. To be completely honest, though. Um, mm. Which um, does uh, bring up several rather dangerous points regarding state disintegration, which becomes a real problem um, when, if you were to get such a openly reactionary crowd trying to come to power. Uh, but that's something which becomes more of a risk as the, the British state starts to become less and less legitimate. And as we've said before, its lies run out. Kit, we've uh, come to the end of the hour here. Thanks so All much right. for having me on. No problem, man. Anytime. Keep up the fight.